Welcome to Rebecca Neal, the podcast where I, Rebecca, your host, share thought-provoking episodes with you to help you take your life from where it is now to where you want it to be. I have a huge desire and passion to help people just like you get out of their own way and start living the life that they deserve. I'm here to help you feel empowered, educated, and inspired to get into massive action and create change in your life today. Join me weekly as I share insights into the online business world, social media, and many other motivational topics, and also interview some of the world's most incredible humans to help you become the best version of yourself. Welcome back to another episode, a solo episode with myself, Rebecca Neal. And if you are new here, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. This is a place where you can learn a little bit, connect with some new people um, that I interview who are just such incredible humans. I've got a few that are upcoming, so stay tuned for that. And also, I, if you do follow me on Instagram, you would know that I'm studying a Bachelor in Health Science, Nutritional Medicine. It's taking up a lot of my time right now. And if you also listened to last week's episode, you would have heard that I'm actually relocating back to the coast in the next few weeks, which I'm so excited about. I cannot wait. So with that, I have been a little bit all over the place with when my solo episodes are coming out and not as, I guess, say consistent with dropping these episodes to you. And so what I'm asking you as an audience is to send me a DM if you listen to this episode and you feel called to. Let me know when you would love an episode to drop. What part of the week do you love to listen to podcasts most? Like, is it at the start? Is it in the middle? Is it on the weekends? Is that when you get most of your time to enjoy podcasts? Because once I relocate back, I will be committing to a consistent time slot like I used to every week and we'll be dropping this great info in your ears to inspire you every week. So please feel free to DM me, tell me what you think about the podcast uh, and any feedback is always so welcome. So today's episode, we are talking about consumption and I guess how you consume it and what that has an effect on us as humans. This was, I guess, something that came to mind for me because, well, there's just so much going on in the world right now. And What I noticed is it doesn't matter whether you believe one side or the other, because let's be honest, there's a divide going on right now, which I'm so not happy about, like the segregation of what is happening in the world really hurts my heart. But with saying that, there's a divide. So on one side, there's fear-mongering, and on the other side, there's fear-mongering, whether you believe in anti-pro, pro-choice, like everybody is in this space of consuming information and going down, let's say, tunnels or rabbit holes on their side of the fence. And so just like the saying, you are what you eat, you need to watch what it is that you're consuming because you are what you consume and also how you consume it, which I'm going to share more later in today's episode, what I mean by that. But it's not just our physical and mental well-being that depends on our life. Like it's a healthy, balanced diet, right, that we really need to be conscious of as well. So it's, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, healthy. It isn't the only thing, I guess, that has the potential to define who we are and what we become. And that's why I'm really excited to bring in this episode because it was something I was thinking about. And I thought, I really want to talk on this. So 
Let's start by talking about the food sort of aspect just briefly and health for a quick minute because this is something I believe is super important and it makes you what you are for sure. And seeing as so, seeing as though I am studying this and it's really fresh in my mind, I've been studying the kidney all morning. <laughs> um, let's keep it simple. You know, the composition of your diet, you know, what goes in your mouth also doesn't determines the composition of your body. So a well-balanced, nutritious diet with lots of greens and fruits and, you know, fresh food has the potential to keep the doctor away, as they say. In fact, I really believe one of the first things that you need to fix is or find rebalance or harmonize for a healthy body, mind and soul is actually your diet because, and I see this with my dog because people are always asking me how she's so chilled and how she's this. And I really believe what I feed her has a really big impact on her because most people just feed their pets and there's no judgment here at all. Most people just say feed their pets what they find in the supermarket, which is scary, um, and what they find at the pet store without actually reading the label. They probably find the cheapest option because why not? You know, it's in a pet store. It should be good for the dog. However, just like feeding your kids Cocoa Pops or cereal for breakfast every day or drinking a glass of orange juice and having some white toast and jam and, you know, full of sugar, it's the same when you feed your dog um, or pets food that is full of, you know, these processed things. It affects the way that they function. It affects their mood and behavior just like it does a human, right? And so the nutritional content of what we eat is is really, really important. So carbohydrates, proteins, vitamins, minerals, fats, all this goes such a long way deep in your body. And it really does determine how we show up in the world and who we are. And are we thriving? Like think about how lethargic or tired you feel when you consume something that doesn't really agree with your body. And so not only does that, you know, really build up what we are, it really determines our body composition as well from cell membranes to your bone marrow, blood, hormones, tissues, organs, skin, hair, absolutely everything comes from the nutrients we put in our body. And that's mind blowing for some people because you, you know, if you mindlessly consume food and just eat whenever, whatever, and not actually consciously think about what's going in, those things are, it's like putting petrol in your car, but your car is diesel. It's, our fuel to our bodies to thrive or not thrive. You know, food is medicine or poison, as they, as they say. So really consider what it is that you are consuming. So let's move into the stuff I really want to talk about today, which is the content consumption, because I really believe this is what is happening right now. We are consuming, We generally we consume more content than ever. And one of the things I always say, and you may have heard me say this before, is that create before you consume because we're so busy consuming so much content and information and knowledge and other people's things that we actually forget what we're here to create. So content, I guess, is what I call brain food. Your brain feeds on the stuff that you watch, read, and listen. So converting these three things into energy to fuel your thinking. So it's just like when we're talking about food before, right? So simply put, the quality of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts and the quality of your thoughts depends on the quality of the content that you consume. 
So a paradigm shift in in your thinking has the potential to resonate through everything you do in your life, right? And this is why, again, I'm really passionate about human behavior and, and mindset. It is the one thing that you need to drastically improve your life and shape who you you could become. So Robin Sharma is, uh, you probably know him for the 5am club or the monk who sold his Ferrari. One of the things he says is mind management is the essence of life management. Mind management is the essence of life management and that all success in life, whether material or spiritual, starts with that 12 pound mass sitting between your shoulders. He couldn't have been more right when he says that stuff because thoughts have the power to make you or break you. So if you feed your brain with bland content, your thoughts will become bland as well. So will your ideas and ultimately your life. You know, I can go for a walk and listen to an inspiring podcast or some great music or whatever it might be and come back full of so many ideas because I'm doing moving meditation while physically moving and I'm listening to inspiring content. So not, you know, even though the content may be irrelevant to the ideas that come, the inspiration has made me find inspiration in the way I think. So this brings me to the next part, uh, my next point on how consuming your content also has an impact. And this, you know, especially with the way things are right now when it comes to mainstream media or, you know, if you're in Telegram chats on the other side of the channel, it can be really, really intense. And I think it's really important to note here that we have to be self-aware and conscious enough to spend time consuming that type of content. If you can't regulate yourself or know yourself well enough to know when you've consumed too much of that sort of thing or gone down too deep in a rabbit hole, I suggest you probably shouldn't be doing it because I can catch myself out quite well now that if I can feel triggered by certain things or that I've been spending too much time diving into you know, conspiracies and ideas. I'm a really curious human. And so I love to see what everyone's saying about everything, right? And so sometimes that can be a detriment and I can really catch myself out now and go, oh, I'm sitting in the fear now. I'm feeling anxious and edgy. This is not feeling good to me anymore. Pull back. So really working on self um, awareness would be key when you're going to consume content like that. But in 1964, there was this media theorist, Marshall McLaurin, I think his surname is pronounced. He famously wrote, the medium is the message, right? And so the medium is what you're consuming it on. So his point was that the way in which we receive information is often just as influential if not more than the actual content and information itself, which is what I was just saying, like, you know, spending that time on different platforms and different things. He was likely inspired by the cultural turbulent 1960s and the newfound presence of television that was found in everyone's home. So this is when TV was first about, right, in 1960. He said that TV was a medium that inspired a kind of mindless passivity in the viewer, making them particularly suggestible to whatever information or entertainment they were being exposed to, and therefore easily herded into accepting predominant views. So if you think about it, it makes sense. Unlike reading a book or listening to music or listening to a podcast, watching TV takes an unbelievably little amount of effort. 
Think about it. That's why it's so easy to fall asleep on the couch for some people. (laughs) There's a reason though that it's widely recognized as the lazy man's preferred mode of entertainment. You just set the channel, you just select what you want to watch and let it feed you endless images of pretty exciting things. So on the opposite side of that medium is the message spectrum is is written, right? So reading has all sorts of amazing cognitive benefits and it's likely due to the nature of the medium itself. I love reading and I will often share some of my books online. So do follow me on Instagram if you're not already at I am Rebecca Neal because I love to share my books. I try and read a book every two weeks, um, especially now I'm studying. It's not as easy to do. I was reading a book a week. It's really easy when you put aside the time. And if you say, oh, but I'm not a very good reader. Reading like takes practice just like anything else. And as you read more, you read quicker and you start to be able to consume content quicker. So definitely make the time to read because as I'm about to share with you, there are many benefits on on reading and making the time for that because reading takes mental effort, right? So as you do it, you get better at it. Just like when you study, just like when you're learning something new, practice makes you better, right? And so unlike TV, the second you stop reading, it stops delivering. So the concept must be interpreted and then formulated and and you have to visualize it in your mind. So reading is this, I guess, inheritively interactive medium, right? The conveyance of information is not only dependent on what the words are, but also dependent on how actively you're choosing to read it, interpret it, react to it, and, and that sort of thing. So this increases your mental creativity uh, and the effort that leads to all sorts of positive outcomes. And so reading makes us more like empathetic, improves our attention span, it enhances logical reasoning. So many positive benefits come from reading. And books have like, they have copious amounts of insights that can trigger so many ideas that are in your mind that you aren't even aware of. It, like I said before, when I go for walks, the inspiration just flows out of me. And, you know, there's so many successful people that you may or may not have heard of, but like Warren Buffett spends five to six hours a day reading daily newspapers and magazines and annual reports. Elon Musk wasn't born with a mindful of ideas, and he's one of like the most craziest ideas man. He's learned them by reading, as he says, at least two books a day since he was a child. Isn't that insane? Two books a day. How many books do you read a month or a year, right? And so... Bill Gates reads one book a week, nearly 50 a year. Mark Zuckerberg, despite his busy schedule with all the Facebook scandals and conspiracies, he still finds time to read at least one book every fortnight, right? And so the greatest thing about reading and about books is that these people that write them want to share all their wisdom. They want you to consume all the amazing gifts that they have within them. They want it to be the best-selling book. So they're giving you so much great information. You can learn so much on it, right? And so this is all relevant because with the internet, you not only have complete control over what you consume, but also in the medium through which you consume it. And it's really interesting because social, like some media, I guess, like TV, they're optimized to grab and hold your attention as much as possible, whatever the cost may be. They're basically clickbait before clickbait. Like that is the truth. I think there's actually a Netflix um, 
There's a Netflix series on Netflix. <laughs> there's a Netflix um, series called Clickbait, I think. I'd have to check that out. But, yeah, there's definitely something you can um, go and have a little listen. But just like dieting, like when we spoke about eating before, when you eat something, that food literally makes up the cells that compose your body. So if you eat crap for long enough, your body will, it will come become pretty crappy. And similarly, when you choose what media you're going to consume and whether that's reading or TV or social media, you are choosing your future thoughts and perspectives and opinions. And if you choose poorly, you're going to think poorly. It's not just what you are, what it's not just that you are what you eat, you are everything that you consume also. And one thing I also want to mention when it comes to what you consume Energy consumption, I won't go into this too much today, but energy consumption is another thing to keep in mind. And I believe it's one of the hardest but most important because it usually involves other people, people that you're spending your energy and time with. So it involves you really, I guess, sometimes having courage and pulling the trigger to call off a relationship or cut some friendship out of your life, which can be really challenging. But anybody or anything that drains you, needs to go because energy is seriously one of the most precious resources that we've got and it's it does not grow it can only be managed and every relationship that you form every word you speak every experience that you are on consumes a portion of your energy right and so there was there I found this in international entrepreneur whenever I do podcasts like this I I like to find information to back the thoughts and ideas that I have to be able to share with you guys different parts like the snippets where I'm sharing the successful people uh, and what amount of books and things they read and so there was this this Hindu priest Dandapani I'm gonna call entrepreneur and international speaker who said it best whatever I invest my energy in will start to grow. If I invest my energy in something positive, it will grow and become more positive. If I invest my energy into something negative, it will grow and become more negative. So they discuss the importance of energy in most of uh, his viral speeches and he and how it should be spent just like money, like consciously, right? It, he divides people into three categories based on how they make us feel uplifting people, neutral people, and not uplifting people. So you may want to try this exercise at home. So five minutes in the company of uplifting people can make you feel energized and cheerful. The more you surround yourself with people like that, the happier you become. The neutral people, on the other hand, they won't have any impact really on your energy levels. They make you feel indifferent in their presence. And you might even consider them a bit boring, dull or bland, you know, but they're still better than spending time with the last category of people, which are the not so uplifting people. And these people are energy vampires, right? They are the ones who drain you and exhaust you. They are like thorns with the ability to pop and deflate your happy bubble. And if you want to make the most of your limited energy, because honestly, energy is so precious, you need to be cautious about which category of people you spend most of your time on. Treat it like treat energy like an investment. Energy is everything, as we say, right? And I share this all the time. So how about thinking about this at home? Like if you're someone that thinks, oh, I could potentially really work on this, 
put people into categories, you know, really think about who are these people and do they fit in the uplifting of people? Do they fit in the neutral category? Do they fit in the not so uplifting? And there are such beautiful ways to put it. There is no right or wrong, but we have to really look after ourselves when it comes to this sort of thing, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a busy mum who has also got a side hustle, you know, especially as someone who's studying or, you know, all these things, our time is precious. Our energy is precious, precious, precious. And for my network marketers who are listening in, you would have heard of Jim Rohn share, you are the average of the five people you you spend the most time with. This has never been truer, right? And Tim Ferriss commonly agrees with uh, the early Tony Robbins mentor, Jim Rohn. And so this is why your direct circle of friends is also super important. They all believe that we become the average of the five people who consume most of our time and energy, and they have the ability to shape who we are and who we become. So I highly suggest you absorb all that I've shared today is a lot of information. And I'm sorry if I'm a bit stuttery. I've just been studying all morning and my brain is in overdrive, but I wanted to deliver on this for you today. So please let me know how you found it. And just keep in mind that creating change doesn't come overnight. It's the subtle changes that add up over time, the small steps in the right direction, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. It's always going to be that compounding effect that has the most uh, effect on your life, even when it comes to the things that you're consuming. Take a step back slowly. Don't go and strip everyone out of your life and then be like, oh my gosh, you got no friends. (laughs) So really, really thinking about what it is that you want to take from this episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it to the end of the episode with me. I really honor you and I'm so grateful for you that tune in every week. If you do feel called to, I would be absolutely honored for you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. What this does for us as podcast hosts is get us seen and heard by so many other people. And so it's, I don't know about you personally, but I hope you have taken away some information from this episode or many of the others that I've been recording for, gosh, two and a half years I've had my podcast now. And so by having these reviews, it allows other people to find me and learn from me as well. And one of the greatest things that greatest missions in my life is to impact and serve and to be able to help people, even if it is in the most smallest changes and subtle ways. So I appreciate you more than you know for being here. So thank you. And do, if you are listening to it, do tag me um, on Instagram, share on stories so I can reshare and see what you're up to as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will be in your ears very, very soon again.